Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mongolian Adventures podcast, a place for stories about Mongolia for adventurous kids. Get comfortable, snuggle in, and let's begin. Let's begin. Tickets, tickets, come and get your tickets. Minjin turned towards the voice, trying to peer over the crowd to see who was yelling. She had made the trek down to the Gobi Desert in a shuttle reserved especially for mice who wanted to visit. It had been a long journey from the monastery, slow and bumpy, as they had made their way further south into the desert. She had alternated between sleeping and daydreaming as she had looked out the window, watching the land slowly change. She hadn't known what to expect, arriving in a place that was known all around the world. She was at the first stop on her tour of the Gobi, a place called Bak Gatrin Choto, or the place of very many small rocks. The name was a good one, Minjin mused as she looked around her. There were in fact many, many rock formations. It was amazing how they looked, towering around her in cool shapes and forms. They looked like pancakes, icicles, towers, and swords reaching out of the ground. She giggled as she imagined all of the different things that one could imagine the rocks were. As a mouse, she was used to living in a world where everything made her feel small. She was tiny, humans were big, and she lived her life in the shadows of the tall, huge things that they made. But this place seemed like just the place for a mouse. The rock formations were big, bigger than her, of course, but they were also just small enough to feel like they were creating a rolling, bumpy village for mice. It was a mountain village, but mouse-sized. The crowd pushed forward, interrupting her thoughts and view of the different rocks cropping up around them. She paused and let the other mice crowd past her, anxious to find their tour guides or look down at their maps, checking off another one of the sites from the list. Minjin didn't have a map or a tour guide. She was simply here to visit, to take it all in, and to see if she could find the small group of mice who lived here full-time and ask them about it. She was still on her home search, but she didn't feel as rushed to actually find her home. She wanted to see Mongolia, and if she happened to find a place to live along the way, a bonus. Tickets, tickets, come and get your tickets, the voice called again over the crowds. She headed towards the voice, veering towards the left, and finally spotting a little wooden stand that had a sign strung across its top reading, Tickets. Several mice stood behind and around it, dressed in funny costumes and handing out flyers. Tickets, tickets, come and get your tickets. A mouse dressed in a striped red suit with a top hat and a bow tie was the one doing the shouting, calling the mice over to where the others were taking money and passing out tickets. Minjin moved closer, listening for what exactly they were selling tickets for. Before she could hear, the top hat wearing mouse bounced over to her, his voice booming. Hello there, little mouse. I'm Max, and this is the Magnificent Traveling Mouse Performance Troupe. Shows are at 11, 2, and 7 today, and we'd love to have you join us. Minjin smiled and asked, and what kind of performance is it? Max turned to the crowd, sweeping his arm up to the sky, his voice loud and clear. A performance of stories, poems, songs, and anything else we can dream up. Come and see the one and only traveling mouse troop. Why not, thought Minjin. She didn't have an agenda, and if she went to the seven o'clock show, she could spend the rest of the day exploring and seeing the sights, and then catch the performance before nighttime. 
She nodded to herself and walked over to the booth, exchanging one of her five button bills for a paper ticket. Minjin slipped the ticket into her backpack and went on her way, exploring the many different rock formations as the day continued onward, the sun moving through the sky. She learned about the granite rocks and saw the many different ways the rocks had formed over the many, many years they had been there. She explored the ruins of another temple, thinking of her visit to Manzushir and the mouse Alfie who had taught her about healing. She saw the places where very old pictures and patterns had been discovered and climbed to the highest point called the Canyon of Offering. By the time she stopped for dinner, she was exhausted and starting to feel the impact of the wide Gobi sun on her fur for so many hours. Mice couldn't really sunburn the way she had seen some humans turn red, but it certainly felt like she was maybe being cooked by the hot sun. She was looking forward to sitting and watching a performance for a little while. Minjin bought herself a skewer of cheese from a little stand run by a kind, smiling grandma mouse who had complimented her on her polka dot sparkle hat. Then she walked over to the area where the performance troupe was readying for the start of their show. Several large rock formations grew out of the rock behind them, forming a backdrop and sort of walls on the sides and flattening out in the middle, the perfect spot for mice to sit as they watched. There were several raised flat rocks at the front of the area, natural stages where they could stand and perform for the crowd. The number of mice grew as Minjin handed her ticket to the mouse standing by the entrance and waited to be directed to her seating area. Soon it was dusk and the sun was beginning to set, creating shadows behind the rocks. The crowd settled in, growing quiet as Max stepped out from behind one of the rocks and clapped his hands together three times. Good evening, mice of Mongolia and around the world. He beamed and bowed as the mice clapped. Welcome to the first, the only, and the best mice performing troupe in the Gobi Desert. We are proud to present to you a selection of our very best performances this evening. We hope you will sit back, enjoy, and soak up the beauty of this place. Again, he bowed, this time sweeping his hands behind him to the stage. And now we begin. Minjin had never seen or experienced anything like it before. For the next two hours, she was fully and completely attentive to the mice on the stage. Mouse after mouse came out in different costumes, hats, scarves, shoes, and using different voices, accents, and words. They acted out stories about Mongolian history, role-playing imaginary conversations between Chinggis Khan and the people he must have met and telling stories about mice that Minjin had heard of in school, but never really thought about for any real amount of time. Then one story would end and another group of mice would come out, ready to sing songs about the gobi, the animals, the mice who lived here, or to dance, their bodies blurring in the shadowy light of evening as they turned, swayed, flipped, and pointed. Just when Minjin was sure it couldn't get any more beautiful, a lovely mouse dressed in a pale yellow dress came out and stood, holding a tiny mouse-sized fiddle in her paws. The crowd hushed, and you could hear the wind as it moved quietly between the mice. No one spoke and no one moved, just listening and waiting to the stillness of the night air. Without saying a word, she began to play, and all of the mice released their breath in amazement. Minjin closed her eyes and let the music fill her. 
She felt the wind whisper past her fur, the sound of the fiddle a ribbon through the evening sky. It reached towards the stars and filled the rock formations, its melody the heartbeat of the desert. The music ended, and Minjin forced herself to open her eyes, to clap her paws, to stand and stretch as the crowd began to move away. The performance finished. But she couldn't bring herself to leave. She felt stuck to the spot, her mind and heart still trying to understand what she had just seen and heard and why it had felt so powerful, so emotional, so full of life. Soon she was the only mouse still standing near the stage, and Max came out, his top hat and suit having been changed to a comfortable outfit of pants and a purple t-shirt that said, MTMPP, Magnificent Traveling Mouse Performance Troupe. He headed over to her, a smile on his face, even as he looked a little tired. Hello, how was the show, he asked her. His voice so much quieter than before, Minjin wasn't sure it was really him. Oh, it was so, so incredible, Minjin said, wishing she had a better way to describe how she was feeling. Thank you, Max replied. It's nice to hear you enjoyed it. Would you like to come and have a cup of tea with some of us? We can tell you a bit about the troupe if you're interested. Oh, yes, I would love that, Minjin said, already eager to see if she could find out more. He led her behind some of the rock formations to a cozy little valley in between rocks where it was clear the troop had set up camp. There were tents, a fire, mice cooking food, and stacks of costumes and performance tools. Max showed her to a wooden chair and invited her to sit down, grabbing two cups of hot cheese for them. What brings you to Don Gobi? Max asked, leaning back to be closer to the warmth of the fire. Well, I'm sort of on my home search, but I'm also just interested in exploring Mongolia and seeing more of it, so I've been traveling around a bit and came here to see the rock formations. She paused and then continued. Do you live here? Not really, Max replied. He motioned to the mice around them and the piles of supplies. We don't really live any one place. Instead, we travel around to different sites in the Gobi and perform for the visitors who are there, as well as the mice who live there full time. I've never met a performing mouse before, Minjin said. Did you always know you wanted to be an actor? Pretty much, he laughed. I've always loved to make people laugh or to help them feel a little bit of joy or magic. I think that's what's so fun about it. We get to tell stories that help other people learn history or expand their imagination. Does it make you sad not to have a home? Minjin asked. Well, I don't think about it like that, Max said thoughtfully. I do have a home. It's just not a building or one place. The mice in this troupe, they are my home. The stories we tell and the performances we do, they are also like a home to me. A place where I go each day, a place that is familiar and comfortable to me. And we go to the same places often, so they become like a home to me as well. Minjin considered this as she looked at the fire, its flames burning bright in the night sky. This is a beautiful place to explore, she said quietly. It is, Max agreed. It's a place for imagining, dreaming of what used to be here, who lived here, what happened here, what's happening now, what will be in the future. The stars sparkled in the night sky. Home can be the stories we tell, Max said. And the land can be a place that inspires us to imagine the past and the future. Minjin listened to the rustle of the evening song across the rocks. She felt the warmth of the fire and the cup of hot cheese in her paws. 
She imagined the mice who had come here before her and all of the ones that would come in the future. This place had been a home for many and it would continue to do so in the future. For now, on this night, it was her home. What a world it was to be able to imagine. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mongolian Adventures podcast. You can find more information about the podcast as well as lesson plans for educators at www.mongolianadventurespodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Mongolian Adventures Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Mongolian ADV Pod. We'd love for you to draw a picture or create artwork based off of today's story. Send us your pictures at mongolian.adventures.podcast at gmail.com and maybe you'll see it featured on our social media. Until next time! May your adventures be big and your dreams even bigger.